A natural med isn't just a substance you take. It is a lifestyle that one lives to amplify their health. We don't always choose how long we will be on this planet, but we can take action on the quality of life that we wish to enjoy. The Natural Med Podcast interviews different professionals and experts who look at improving the quality of health so they can live a more fulfilling life. Whether that be physically, mentally, emotionally, financially, or spiritually, we discover the secrets to their own journey and the small steps individuals can take on a daily basis to improve the quality of their life. Come with me as we travel, research, and discover how we can make incremental changes on a daily basis to live a more fulfilled and balanced life. Hey, and welcome back to another episode of the Natural Med Podcast. I am Nathan I am here with Molly, our good friend from Denton Spinco, and of course, our fearless leader, Nicole Wright. Um, as many of you know, May is Mental Health Awareness Month, and we are going to touch on that today a little bit, tell some stories, and give some facts about um, mental health. And although it can be a very heavy subject, I'm going to do my best to make it funny, so let's see what happens. <laughs> Thanks, Nathan, for the introduction. Uh, yes, May is Mental Health Awareness Month, and uh, because of that, we decided to do this podcast just to go over some facts and um, some ways you can kind of combat or prevent depression and different um, types of like mental health disorders. Um, but there's also some interesting facts about depression. And I don't know if you uh, caught our one of our recent episodes with Hannah from Well Culture Counseling, uh, but we talked a lot about depression um, and, and suicide and everything. And actually most individuals at one point in their life, they'll have feelings of depression. Um, they may have that for a couple days or a couple weeks. Um, they'll have these feelings of sadness and depression. And it's when those feelings of sadness and depression affect your activities of daily living, like you're, you going to work, you eating, you taking care of your children, um, doing things like that, that it's actually considered clinical depression. And it's a, a good time to uh, probably go see somebody about that, um, talk to somebody. You know, sometimes you may need a medication. Um, there's also things you can do, um, you know, like walking, exercise, just talking to counselors or they can help. Um, but there's some interesting facts that I found about depression that I wanted to share with everybody um, for the month of May and Mental Health Awareness Month. So according to the National Institute of Mental Health, clinical depression is defined as severe symptoms of depression that last more than two weeks and affect your daily activities, such as sleeping, eating, or working. Uh, persistent depressive disorder or dysthymia uh, lasts at least two years. So that's more a long-term depression. Um, you have postpartum depression, which, um, you know, normally after you have a baby, your hormones are 
out of balance, um, you kind of feel down, you have what's called the baby blues, but those usually go away within two weeks after you have um, birth of your child. Um, but if those feelings of depression are severe and you're having those feelings of sadness and you're having a hard time uh, taking care of yourself and ca- taking care of your newborn, then that's when you may have um, postpartum depression. And it's good to either talk to your uh, obstetrician or maybe find a counselor or somebody to talk, talk to about that. And then there's also psychotic depression, which involves severe depression plus psychosis, such as having disturbing false beliefs, hallucinations, um, or delusions. There's seasonal affective disorder. Um, so that happens during the winter months. It's usually related to uh, lower amounts of vitamin D in your body, Um, And that can cause um, where you're gaining weight and sleeping more and you're not being socially interactive and everything. So usually, um, you know, a good thing with that is getting some sunshine. Um, Even some people say just go to a tanning bed and get some vitamin D or take a vitamin D supplement. And then bipolar disorder um, is different from depression, but people with bipolar disorder can actually um, have episodes of like severe depression. Because if you think of bipolar disorder, you have the manic phases and you have the lower stages of the depression. So those people can have episodes of depression and everything. Um, but like I said, you know, medication can be necessary. So it's good to talk to um your healthcare provider about that. It's definitely good to talk to somebody, you know, maybe start out with, uh, you know, your friends, your peers, or seek out a counselor would be good. That's a good uh, person to talk to. That's like a non-judgmental person to talk to. And then also just staying active. That was one thing when we talked with Hannah, Nathan, as you remember that she was really big on just staying active, whether it be yoga or exercise or running, um, that has been shown to be like a big thing to help, um, with mental health and everything. Um, so I know personally me, when I was in middle school, I struggled a lot with, uh, depression and everything and actually had some suicidal ideation. I went and talked with a counselor about that, but it actually wasn't until high school when I joined the cross country team that it really helped me with, uh, my depression and my mental health issues and everything. And I think that running, uh, and everything really helped me. So, and I know, uh, talking with you, Molly, and getting to know more about, uh, Denton Spinco and everything and what inspired you to open up Denton Spinco, you were saying that just cycling helps with your mental health. Yeah. Um, it has done, uh, a lot for me. And, you know, you mentioned running and Running is something that a lot of people don't understand because it's like you're just running. I mean, there's not a lot going on. Yeah. Um, but, <laughs> you know, when people make that joke. It's like, I'm, I'm only going to run if someone's chasing me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, well, <clears throat> depression is chasing me. So um, I'm going to, you know, put in my AirPods and just, you know, just get lost in my thoughts. So, like, running, yes, 100%. I love it. I don't do it because I love the act of running. It's just the feeling that you get. But, you know, indoor cycling has kind of done that for me also. Um, You mentioned postpartum depression, and that is something that I unfortunately went through. And I'm really excited to talk about it because even though it's hard, it's a tough subject, just 
speaking about it and normalizing the subject allows people to be more vocal about it. Um, it makes you feel not alone. Uh, yeah. And it makes you understand that it is normal and it is okay and there's nothing wrong with you. It's just that's how life happens. Yeah. And, um, you know, I'm going to kind of take it back, I guess, I've I've had depression since I was probably like 15 mm-hmm. um just because the that time frame in your life is just really hard. I had some, you know, added stressors that probably didn't help, but uh staying active was always something that helped me. Uh it was more of a distraction and you know, you kind of want to have that balance of a necessary distraction but making sure that you're still attacking the issue yeah. um and not just ignoring it. But I when I was 28, um, I went to my OB and I was like, Hey, I, I'm, I don't want to have babies. Just tie my tubes. Yeah. Just get, get rid of it. Close that <laughs> shop down. You know, like, like nothing. I don't yeah. want anything. <laughs> no, I've never liked kids. Like I just, it, it does not. They have germs. They well, have germs. they just take up your time. Yeah. And I like my time. <laughs> um, so it was really frustrating. This is a whole nother subject, but she's like, no, you're too young. And I was like, okay, I'm 28. Um, And then she kind of got into like, oh, you just haven't found the right person. And it's like, so inappropriate. Like, (laughs) no, like just please, you know, stop. And I mean, I did not get my tubes tied. Um, I ended up, you know, trying the IUD. IUD, like the marina. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Terrible. Yeah, I had a terrible experience. Yeah. Um, But I... Fast forward um, to my early 30s, and I uh, started to get into a relationship that was a friendship at mm-hmm. first. My my husband now, I'll say my current husband. <laughs> my, current <laughs> my current husband. Husband, <laughs> husband number two. Um, he, uh, we were, we've been best friends since, like, God, I was 16, so we've always been really close, but we started getting interested in one another and we talked about uh kids and he knew I never wanted kids so it was like okay we can't we can't be together because uh this is something I don't want that was really hard and so we were like okay you know it's not gonna work and one day I saw him like interacting with a kid and I was like huh maybe I could like maybe I could do like, it's just, it's not necessarily I wanted a kid. I just wanted something more with a partner that I knew would be a partner and not just, you know, someone there. Um, so I said, okay, let's do this. Like, let's start dating. Let's see where it goes. So we were on the fast track program. Uh, we started (laughs) dating in May of 2017. I proposed to him in October and then, uh, I ran the Dallas Marathon, and the next day we got married. <laughs> Shut up. Are you serious? Yeah. Okay, how did you do the proposal? Okay, so I – it's so funny because I, I did not plan this. Yeah. Like, we would give each other shit because uh, we both had been married before. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't the best experience, uh, and so we're not married to those people anymore. But um, I told him, like, man, I need a redo. Some someone needs to propose to me in a better way. Yeah, he's like, no, I've already proposed to someone. It's my turn. And so we would just joke around. And I was at work one day, and I was on Instagram, just kind of scrolling through, and I saw this ad for these really cool rings um, that were made from like whiskey barrel. Uh-huh. Uh huh. 
And so I was like, oh man, I'm going to buy this. I'm going to buy this ring because it takes like eight weeks. So I was like, okay, I'm going to buy this and I'm going to propose to him. Yeah. So I ordered the ring and because uh, I'm very much like if something feels right, like I'm very spontaneous, like I'm just going to do it. Yeah. And I got an email like the next week is like, your shipment's on the way. And I was like, what? <laughs> so <laughs> what a liar. And you're like, shit. I'm not ready. <laughs> I need more time. Yeah. So, and I did, I was free that upcoming weekend. So I called my friends. I was like, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to do a scavenger hunt. Mm-hmm. I'm, uh, so I need you involved. Like I'm going to strategically place these clues and, um, different places that we have some kind of connection. Mm-hmm. And so I, I booked Joel a massage and I gave, like once he was in the massage, I gave an envelope to the front desk and said, please do not mess this up. Like this is a lot of pressure. Give this to him. You have to give this clue to him. Yeah. And I, I dummy proofed this. Okay. <laughs> and let me tell you the riddles that I put on the back of the pictures of the location. So he knew where to go. Yeah. Um, I was very creative with because I was high. (laughs) (laughs) And that's where cannabis. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Hashtag Lone Star Naturals. There you go. There you go. (laughs) Yes. So, um, so he got the clue and, uh, we were, we have each other's location. And so like, I, I, you know, just made sure that was off because I was like, no cheating. (laughs) So he, one of his good friends was waiting for him at Brahms. Uh, that was his first job and we have a picture in front of Brahms. And so like it took him there. They, you know, he gave him another envelope. It took him to the skating rink. That's where we met. Um, and so he just was going around. And so at the end I was, this is super random, but we were in Turtle Creek. Like that was where the ending was. So this beautiful, uh, like waterfall and he almost beat me there because he drives very fast. And I was like, oh my gosh. And so, and actually Blakely, um, she was involved, but she got, got into a wreck as she was oh, trying. No. Yes. And so it was just, oh, but we made it work. So um, I proposed to him. He said, yes, uh, spoiler alert. Oh. And we were trying to figure out like, when are we getting married? Like we didn't want a wedding. Yeah. So, um, we, we decided just to, I was going to take the day off after the marathon anyway. Yeah. So, um, it was hard getting up and down, you know, just moving around, <laughs> taking pictures. I was like, I can't move my legs. Yeah. But we had like a big dinner with close friends at babes. Um, and it was, it was nice. Um, and then shortly after that, uh, we were like, Hey, let's, I had to have a procedure. Um, so I was like, I told them like, just take, take my birth control out. Like yeah. I'm just going to go for it. And Joel always joked about, you know, Hey, I'm going to get you on the first time, you know, <laughs> it's in my blood. I'm Mexican. So it's going to happen fast. Yes. Nathan I went- <laughs> knows how that is. <laughs> Nathan's got five kids. Those swimmers, man, they're fast. Yeah. Yeah. So I got pregnant, um, in February, I ended up, um, at worst time of my life. Terrible. I try to like, I put that way back in my mind. It's just, I like to move. I like to do stuff. And when someone tells me what I can't do Mm -hmm. just in life in general, I'm just like, no, watch me. (laughs) What do you mean? I can't go on this speedboat. I don't understand. You know, (laughs) what do you mean? Can't skydive. (laughs) I think that would be great. Um, but I had, I had Zane, um, and I, and I was, I was worried, uh, just doing research about postpartum depression and having a history of depression. And so it was already in the back of my mind, but I, shortly after I just 
I wanted nothing to do with him. Um, I had like, there were just like 20 people in the room. I had a C-section and that was no fun. Um, but it was nice because all of the, all of the attention was off of me and on to Zane and I was okay with that, but I really didn't want to hold him. I didn't get that feeling that people get when you hold like your newborn for the first time. And it just continued to kind of happen that way. Uh, just, I didn't, I didn't know how to change a diaper. I didn't know I felt so uncomfortable, but also I had had major surgery Yeah, and it's hard because I don't know if it's society or if it was just me, but I'm like, Oh, everyone has a C-section. Like this is fine. They expect you to move after this. Mm-hmm. And that's not the case. Like they don't, I don't think people realize like what a major surgery that is, or maybe it was just me. I don't know. It It is a major surgery and it's yeah. usually at least eight weeks after you give birth that you're recovering and everything. And you're right. A lot of people don't realize how intense it is. But I mean, I've seen uh, in nursing school, I've seen uh, a ton of C-section surgeries. I've been in the operating room. Yeah. And there's people that choose to do it, which which, is crazy. (laughs) Yeah. That's a whole nother. I'm like, "Mm, mm -hmm." yeah, but Um, it it is a major thing and there's a lot of recovery and everything. Yeah. and, And so it's like on top of having this postpartum depression, it's like I'm already depressed because my body, like I just, I'm in pain Mm -hmm. and, and then I'm trying to breastfeed, which I was like, fuck this. (laughs) Like I'm not, no, you can just drink the milk. I drink, I drink formula and I'm fine. Look at me, you know? (laughs) So, uh, I started, like I went back to work. Um, I was working in an office at the time and I just, hated my life like I just I I was like what did I do I wasn't supposed to do this um and just all those invasive thoughts started coming in and I was not on any depression meds at the time um I like a few years before I had Zane I was able to kind of like wean myself off of depression meds just supplementing with um exercise and other lifestyle adjustments um cannabis yeah (laughs) um but I wasn't sleeping and it wasn't like the normal, like I wasn't sleeping because I have this newborn that's like crying all night. I mean, he's actually a really good sleeper. I just couldn't sleep because I had all these invasive thoughts and they just wouldn't shut off. Mm -hmm. So I remember I was at my desk and I called my counselor because I was like, I'm ready to jump out the window. Like I'm ready to just end this. Like I can't do it. And I'm, I was getting to the point where I was hallucinating. I was hearing sounds. I was, cause I was just so sleep deprived. Yeah. So they gave me an option. Um, well, they highly recommended this option of being hospitalized and getting everything under control, finding the right meds and just, and of course my brain is like, well, I can't just leave Joel with this baby. Like I can't, I cannot do that. Um, but he has always been super supportive with everything. I mean, he's the best dad. He's the best partner. And he was like, we'll figure it out. My, I had a really great support system. My parents stepped in and, um, I was hospitalized for like six days, Mm -hmm. seven days. Um, and it was scary, but it was the best decision that I could have ever made. Uh, I went to the C center in Plano. It's attached to, uh, Plano Presby. Okay. And that's where I delivered, um, Zane. And I met some really amazing people that were just dealing with, something also um different but 
still having those invasive thoughts. And even when I was in like the group, uh, therapy, um, sessions that we had, you would tell people like why you were there. And I was like, I'm here for postpartum depression. And people are like, what's that? And I'm like, really? Like, okay. (laughs) All right. And so I had to go into this whole thing. Like, this is what it is. Like, I don't want to be around my baby. Like I could care less. I, I don't, I don't want him. Mm -hmm. And I felt like a terrible person for that. Um, but I received the necessary therapy, the meds, meds are so hard because it's such a trial and error, um, process. And I was very lucky to be like monitored and trying things like, Oh, this doesn't work. Okay. We're going to try this. And, um, I still battle with those moments. Um, with saying he's three and a half now. Um, he'll be four in November. He told me this morning. Yeah. He said, my birthday's in November. He knows. I'm like, Oh, okay. He's like, start preparing for the gifts. I know. Right. (laughs) He loves blowing out candles. I told him today. So today is Joel's birthday. Yeah. Happy birthday, Joel. Happy birthday, Joel. (laughs) Well, I don't know when this comes out. It's May 12th. Yes. (laughs) Um, and I told Zane that this morning I said, it's dad's birthday. And he's like, it's his birthday. And he got so excited. And then that's when he kept telling me, I'm going to turn four. And I was like, yes, you are. It's like wild <laughs> to think about. Yeah. But I, I did the necessary like counseling after, um, I did the TMS, uh, therapy, the magnetic, um, you know, they like strap <laughs> this thing on your head and what it does is it speeds up the depression part of your brain and it slows down the anxiety part of your brain. Mm -hmm. And it's not always, it's one of those things where you kind of just have to take the risk and see if it works. And Mm -hmm. it helped my anxiety a lot. Um, that's cool. Yeah. It was a really, uh, really cool experience. Um, and something that was like not, you know, putting pills in my body because like I try not to, I'm still on depression meds for it. Like I still have to, you know, I still have those moments. I mean, just like yesterday morning, I woke up and I called Joel's like, I'm not okay. Like I just, those invasive thoughts come in. Mm-hmm. Zane was being an asshole. And I was just like, what am I doing with my life? And on top of that, I'm trying to run a business. Yes. And you know, I mean, that's not a big stress or anything. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was like, what did I get myself into? Yeah. Because I still feel like I was not born to be a mom. Um, my whole thing was like, I don't want this to be my identity. I want to live my life and I want to also be there for Zane and take Mm -hmm. care of him, but it's not my identity. And I think that some people get lost in that and maybe that's what they want and that's cool. Um, but I just did not want that label. And so I always kind of go back to like, man, I shouldn't have done this. And, and I, that's not true. Like I'm, I'm in the right, like I see those signs or I'm in the right space of where I should be. But, it, I mean, it's tough. It, it's hard. And we, as women, um, you know, when you're expected to do it all, mm-hmm. um, it's just, it's overwhelming. And it gets to the point where the noise is just too loud and you just want to stop it. Yeah. And uh, I, I battle with that all the time. But to tie in, you know, into recycling and spin um when I was hospitalized I like a week before I had auditioned for flywheel which was uh at the time like one of what I think was the top notch like indoor cycling studio um and I just wanted that job and not that I 
couldn't keep going because of my family. Um, but that was what kept me alive. Like mm-hmm. just having that hope that I could get that job. And it was like two days after I got released, they called me and said I got the job and they wanted to send me to New York and do like this hey, week of that's training. Awesome. And I was <laughs> like, so cool. Oh my gosh, like this is the best. Like, okay, I can do this. And so I went to New York and, um, I learned from the best. It was like the most amazing experience except for it was in January in New York and <laughs> I hate the cold. Um, but I had some extra fluff. So yeah. that was okay. <laughs> that always helps. Yeah. Extra fluff. <laughs> and, and I actually, um, I wanted to continue my therapy when I was there. And so I actually looked up, uh, an AA group, Mm -hmm. um, that was nearby and they were just so welcoming and awesome. And I just wanted to be around people that understood, you know, um, mental health and, Mm -hmm. and just hard times. And so I was able to share that and it was a really, really awesome experience. Um, but again, I was like, I'm here for postpartum depression. You know, I just, I'm here because I know y'all won't judge me and I'm having a hard time and everyone was just really great. Um, group therapy is just amazing. It is. Um, being around people that understand, but it, it saved my life. I mean, I had something to work towards. I had an identity that wasn't just taking care of a newborn or being a wife or, Mm -hmm. um, you know, all those things that I was so fearful of being known as. Mm -hmm. And so, um, we ended up going through a studio shutdown, um, probably like six months later, which was tough, but we all know how that ended up, you know, I'm I'm here in Denton and still thriving, (laughs) um, and continuing to share my story. Um, the art of using exercise as, a, you know, form of allowing yourself to just ignore or distract yourself from those invasive thoughts and just allowing the music to kind of take over. And, um, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. Um, like what you said with having kids and everything, I, myself, I had my daughter pretty young. I was 18, um, happy surprise. <laughs> I love both my kids very much. Um, and I really, you know, looking back at being a young mom and everything, I wouldn't change it for anything, but exercise is definitely something that I've done as much as I could just to help with that mental health. And you kind of mentioned, um, having it as a distraction, but for me, whenever I go out on a long run, that actually takes all these jumbled thoughts. And like, I'm thinking about this, I'm stressed, you know, am I a good mom? Am I a good nurse? Yeah, it's am a lot I, of pressure. Am I taking care of everything in the house? Am I cooking dinner? All this stuff that is, there's pressure that's put on moms yeah. all the time. And so it kind of takes that and it clears my head. It just kind of like washes everything clean and then I can focus on, okay, let's prioritize. I need to do this, this. And then I also reflect on myself and say, things are not that bad. You know, yeah. my kids are healthy. You know, they're great kids. They're not assholes. Take the, li- yeah, take yeah. the little wins. The little I wins. Mean, <laughs> it is, that's a perfect way to say, like, yes, when I, I'm telling you, when I start running, like, I just organize my thoughts. Yeah. That's really what it is. And then I'm like, what, what, why am I freaking out? Like. I'm alive. Yeah. Zane's alive. I don't know how, but he is alive. <laughs> He's alive. He's a cute kid. Uh, thank God. He is a really cute kid. I told, <laughs> I told Blakely, I said, if this kid comes out and it's ugly, 
you got to tell me. You got to tell me because I I cannot be that person where it's like, oh, look at my, and then, look how cute my baby is. Yeah. And they're like, <laughs> and then you know, and then there's someone that comes in. And they're like, oh, babies are cute, and I'm like, no, absolutely not. That is a lie. <laughs> All of Nathan's babies are cute. I've seen them since yeah, they were little. They're okay. all cute. Wow. <laughs> but yeah, I could see that. Do they have they have they, more of your genes? Um, I wouldn't say that. I'd say it's a pretty good mix. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, people say that Zane's a pretty good mix. Yeah. I would, um, I would say that. I'd like to say that his talent is is my DNA. It's definitely yours. And that yeah. smile is definitely yours. Oh, oh yeah. 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 For yeah. sure. <laughs> or he just cheeses real hard. Oh yeah. yeah. I see that in both of you and yeah. pictures of both of you. Yeah. No, it's cool. Like I I'm excited to see um my like it's it's wild to look at what you created cuz it still it blows my mind. Yeah. That like that kid was in my body. Yeah. And now it's alive. Yep. And it's doing things and talking. Yeah. And you know, he's actually I'm pretty sure he's going to be uh, in, in the entertainment industry because <laughs> he's really good at accents. Thanks, Peppa Pig. Um, but yeah, he'll, his new favorite thing is, Daddy, can I have some tea? <laughs> yeah. Are you British? I am, actually. Okay. Yeah. There no, we go. It's my multiple personality <laughs> disorder. <laughs> Hashtag <laughs> mental health awareness. No, I mean... I, uh, I'm i really excited to see him kind of just see what he turns out to be, you know. Yeah. But it is a lot of pressure because it's like, oh, man, I know what I did when I was a teenager. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 I have two teenagers. Nathan has several teenagers. And, yeah, you think of everything you did as a teen and then, you know, now you're dealing yeah, you're and, w- wondering about your kids. <laughs> well, and then to kind of loop in, you know, the mental health aspect, like, is he going to have, you know, issues like how I had issues because, you know, like I have a history in my family of depression and and anxiety and, um, but I have to remind myself he's set up for success because he is surrounded by people that know how to handle that, that, that open communication, talking about it, not making it taboo and just speaking your feelings is something so important and you know he it's just we don't we need to kind of change the narrative on being um like a a male in this world feelings are okay Mm -hmm. we can cry well we you can cry nathan you can cry it's okay to cry yeah. Okay. I see it here. It's, it's not going to happen. <laughs> I know that's what you're waiting for, but it's not going to happen. So I thought you said at an instant you could shed a tear. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Come We're on, acting have. skills. It's okay. The producer he and I are doing a thing off camera right now. <laughs> if you've ever seen Goodwill Hunting, then you'll get it. Oh, you know, I've never seen that movie. You know, Nathan probably cries a lot because he is from Houston and he's a sports uh, Houston oh. sports. <laughs> I think she's bashing the Astros right now. And the Rockets. And the Rockets. Oh, the Rockets suck. I know. And well, the Texans. Rebuilding. The Texans suck, too. They've, be, they've been rebuilding ever since Tracy McGrady left. Oh, gosh, ain't that the truth? <laughs> King Tracy was everything. Yeah, dude, every time I look at that dude, he looks like a basset hound. I can't. I cannot. <laughs> Google it. Google it right now. <laughs> 
Uh, I'm so good at getting off the subject. <laughs> yeah. But with yeah. your kids and everything, I worry about that too because I uh, I have a hit family history of depression and everything. I went through depression. I have parents that went through depression, and so I worry about that with my kids. Are they going to go through depression? But I do feel like me and Josh have a good relationship with our kids and we talk to them and we laugh about things mm-hmm. and we have that good open communication. Yeah. I feel like you have issues when depression, like topics like depression and suicide and those things are like kind of shoot off to the side or we don't talk about that, mm-hmm. you know, and it's just dismissed, but then you have those feelings that still build up and build up and build up and it's, better to talk about it yeah absolutely and And I mean just to kind of bring back you know cannabis uh delta 8 cbd all of all of those things um it helps so much to shut down those thoughts Mm -hmm. because whenever you know they kick in and I'm just kind of in my state of happiness because like it's just allowing me to feel things that I wouldn't necessarily feel because I am those invasive dark thoughts are coming in. So Mm -hmm. it's like, I have found that, you know, Delta eight, I just feel so much more alive, I guess, you know, and I can breathe and I can sleep because I still to this day have those thoughts. Um, and I mean, now it's really increased because being a business owner, it's like, Oh, I need to do this. Oh, I forgot to do this. Like, Oh, I need to tell this person this, but I can't, it's (laughs) 1am. Like I'm sure Katie would not like that text at 1am. Hey, I forgot you need to do this. (laughs) I forgot to move the clothes over in the laundry. Like, Oh, so, uh, it does help, um, me relax. And sometimes you just need to chill the fuck out. Yes. Yes, (laughs) you do. So yeah, you do. And you need to take a step back from your thoughts because with me, I start thinking this is going on. You know, my kids are my kids getting good grades. Are they good humans? Am I being a good wife, being a good mom? And sometimes I don't know. Josh, is she a good wife? I don't know. Am I? He says yeah. kind of. Probably not this week because, you know. <laughs> it changes that, from week, week to week. <laughs> oh, I it's understand. It's hormonal week. So. Oh, God, the worst. <laughs> Just pack a bag and get out. <laughs> That's what I tell Joel. I say it's death week. <laughs> it's do death not talk week. to me. Do not look at me. Do not breathe. <laughs> and God, do not chew your food. <laughs> I cannot. Oh, gosh. I'm a lovely person. <laughs> <laughs> Very lovely. Of course. We're always lovely. Yeah. Always. Never anything less. No. But you just have to take a step back and look and see my kids are alive, you know, and just look at the positive. One day at like, a time. I'm alive. Yeah. You know, we're, it's not that bad. Yeah. And everything. And just take it one day at a time and just relax. And that's how CBD and cannabis can help you just mm-hmm. relax. And that's one thing I noticed after taking CBD, I started taking it for my foot, for inflammation, uh, from a running injury, but it also helped with the stress, Yeah, which it seems like you can have 
bouts of anxiety caused by stress, and then you can feel depressed. It it's a domino like it, effect. It is. Yeah. It's a domino effect. It is hard because it's like, I feel this way because of this, and then this makes me feel this, and then it's just like, and then it starts spiraling out of control, and it's like tornado of emotions, and that's when you start feeling like that suicide ideation because it's like, you know what would be easy if this just stopped? Yeah. And, you know, I always whenever the subject of suicide comes up um i i always want to i always want to come in with a different point of view because you see like when celebrities mm-hmm. die because you know of suicide people are like oh that's so selfish that's so selfish that they would do that and it's like well that's selfish to think that because you have no idea what's going on in their head like yeah it is so difficult and a lot of people that don't, you don't know what you don't know. So if you don't experience that, of course it seems selfish. Uh, it's like, oh, they had kids. They had this. They had the best mm-hmm. life. It's like, it's not that easy. Yeah. It's not that easy. And, and you could have, I mean, I have a great life. I, I love my life. But at the end of the day, when you have those thoughts that are coming in, that doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. And um, it just gets louder and louder that it's like, oh, I just want this to end. I just want this to end. Um, but usually when that happens for me, I just try to breathe (laughs) and, um, remind myself those things that I am living for, even though it's really hard. And sometimes exercise does help because I just need a good sweat session in to feel good, to just shake out all of those nasty, bad thoughts. And, um, it does help. I mean, And I hope that there are other people that walk in the door um, at Ditton Spin and, you know, that it's changing their life because they are moving, they're doing things, they're around good people, um, and they feel that sense of belonging. So it's like you have that purpose and it's just that one thing that keeps you, okay, I can live another day. Yeah. I can live another day. (laughs) I guess I will. Yeah. You know? And like... Chemically, with exercise, you're releasing endorphins, and that is your happiness. And endorphins yes. make you happy. And endorphins make you happy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I really appreciate you um, having me uh, on this episode because I it is hard to talk about. Um, I was on the phone with Joel before I got here, and I was like, I don't know how this is going to go because I don't know if I'm going to get emotional. I don't know because it's just a part of my life that's just hard to relive. Yeah. But he was like, Molly... It's going to help someone. Even if it's one person, it's going to help that one person. Yeah. And I was like, I know, I know. Okay, fine. <laughs> fine. You're right. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> but it does. It's it's good to share real truth with people. Yeah. It really is. It's really mm-hmm. good to share real truth. And expressing and sharing that working out and cycling and everything mm-hmm. helps with your mental health, it may spark an idea in somebody else and be like, Hey, maybe I need to just get my butt out of bed and yeah. go to a spin class. Yes. Yeah. And two I know free spin class, two free classes. Two free classes. It doesn't even cost anything. Nothing. Well, they even will after the, the shoes. shoes. Yes. Yeah. We got and the shoes. Towel. We got towels. We got cold towels. Yep. And nice cold towels. We got juice. Oh yes. <laughs> got juice. And afterwards, we got CBD muscle cream yes. for recovery. Yes, <laughs> I know it's it's so awesome because we uh, we're slowly seeing just the the small businesses in in Denton. You know, Denton thrives on local oh yeah small businesses and just all of us kind of coming together 
um, and spreading the love. And it's just, man, the best part of my job. Yeah. Like, it's so cool. And that's one of the things that gets me going, you know, like, look at what I'm doing. Yeah. I have to remind myself because sometimes I wake up and I'm like, what am I doing? <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> like what? literally, what am I doing? I don't know. Yeah. You're you like, know. I have a kid. I have yeah. a business. <laughs> I got Joel I got to put up with. I know. Is that what you're thinking? Yes, exactly. <laughs> but you make such a positive impact on so many different people. I mean, think of Joel. Think of Zane. Think of the Dent community. I mean, people your members now and future members those people you're impacting like you're making a huge impact yeah on just and there there's probably so many more people i don't even know oh about i know that you're making there, a positive impact it, yeah it's truly amazing and i have to remind myself that and i'm so lucky to be surrounded by people that remind me of that because sometimes we forget yeah and, and i say that a lot you know during my class um we have to stop and give ourselves grace and give the gratitude towards ourselves mm-hmm. for doing all these things and yeah. still showing up and still doing the extra things. Yeah. And, um, I, I'm so lucky, you know, and we just hit 90 members today. That's awesome. I know. Yay. I know it's been six weeks. Um, and I, it's been crazy, but the best kind of crazy. Yeah. It so, always is with yeah. business. Yeah. It always. <laughs> yes. I would not have it any other way. Yeah. That's awesome. And Nathan, you are such a positive impact to your kids, and I am so blessed to have you at the store and all the lives you change and everything. I wanted to touch on something real quick. Um, <clears throat> Is it about the Houston Rockets? No. It's, okay. It's about depression. Okay. Um, one of the things that you, we kind of mentioned a little bit is communication. Communication is so key. Um, and you were talking about concerns like, you know, what if my child – has to deal with it. More often than not, <clears throat> even when you create a protected environment, there's always the opportunity for depression to go from you to your children. Um, I deal with that firsthand um, with every single one of my children. And it really sucks as a parent because you want the cycle to break and you're doing everything you can necessary to try to break that cycle, whether it's you know staying active, going to counseling, which I've done, um, and just, you know, trying to do all these positive things to change that. But you still deal with these thoughts. You deal with, um, like, what my thing was never feeling good enough. I've never felt good enough, ever. I've always hated myself. And I don't talk about it a lot. <clears throat> but um, we talk about, you know, suicidal ideation. I mean, for me, it's been a lifetime thing. And it sucks because a lot of people don't know that about me. And they just like, oh, you look like whatever. I'm always joking. I'm joking because I have to give myself therapy. Yes. Because, mm-hmm. you know, life is hard, but communication is key. And if you've got a friend who, if this is for the listener and the viewer, if you've got a friend who is reaching out to you a lot, pay attention. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. you need to be worried when they stop. Mm-hmm. Because when they stop, yeah. it's because they're dealing with something that's really hard. They get embarrassed. And you notice you'll see certain um, celebrities. You don't even know that they're sick. And then you find out that yeah. they die. And you're like, wow, we didn't even know. Like, uh, Norm MacDonald. Oh, no yeah. idea he had cancer. Mm. And then he's dead. And you're like, what? This is the same thing with depression. You know, people are dealing with it. They don't talk about it because they're embarrassed about it more mm-hmm. often than not. And then you find it's out a sh- that It's dead. a weakness. It, yeah. it, it, you feel it like it is your weakness. And it 
people don't like to be vulnerable. People don't yeah. like to talk about their feelings. And so, yeah, you know, pay attention. I mean, that's really yeah. good. That's something that's really good to bring up. Yeah, but talk. Talk as much as you can. If you're dealing with the issue, that's what I try to do. I talk as much as I can. I probably don't seem like it. If you know me, I don't seem approachable. But once Sometimes you don't shut up. Yeah, I, I don't. <laughs> I mean, I do. Ain't that the truth? I do enjoy talking. That's my therapy, and I have to do that. If I don't, then I've got to go home and deal with this crap. Mm-hmm. It's so, the quiet times that are scary. Yeah. And, and that's why I have to be doing something. I can't just sit Mm-hmm. And and listen to those thoughts. I have to be doing something. Yeah, um, it, it is scary. Like yeah. A, yeah. And if your kids are dealing with it, you know, for goodness' sake, take the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, you brought them into this world. That's your responsibility. Take the time. Sit down there and listen. Mm-hmm. And just listen. Don't judge. Who cares what your preconceived ideas are? Just listen. Yeah. I've spent countless nights losing sleep, but it's worth it mm-hmm. if my kid can feel better. Yeah. And sometimes it's phone calls, you know, from kids that don't live with you, and you get hung up on, and they're <laughs> angry at you, and you're like, they're like, Dad, you don't understand. Click. Like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, they're teenagers, yeah. right? Oh, I yeah. mean, yeah. you know. Well, one of them's going to be an adult <laughs> soon, so it's like, you know, you just, you just have to do what you have to do as a parent, you know. Uh, be the punching bag if you need to. But, you know, don't, don't ever stop loving them. And don't ever stop loving yourself. I know it's hard to say someone who hates himself, you know, and I joke around a lot like I love myself, and I do, in the healthiest possible way. I think mm-hmm. I'm great, but at the same time, in the back of my mind, I still hear that voice that says, you're not good enough, you'll never It's imposter syndrome. Yeah. Yeah, it's just like, you're like, well, I'm pretty good at faking it. Fake it till you make it. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're uh, all doing. <laughs> Oh. oh, gosh, it's, I need a beer. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, it is good to be, you know, I know, like as a nurse, I have to put on not a show, but I have to put on professionalism and put on that smile when I'm taking care of patients, you know, because I'm I'm taking care of my patients. And I know that my happy smile can ensure peace and a I transport critical ill patients. So they're stressed. They're very sick and That's so I'm heavy. putting I'm, I'm putting a sense of peace a peaceful environment when I'm transporting them by having a calm voice having mm-hmm. a smile on my face being very reassuring and I do that on purpose it's not necessarily to be fake um, or you know when you're dealing with customers and you want to give that peaceful you know happy environment but you're doing that for them but right. then also be authentic and sure. everything to your friends and mm-hmm. and to yourself and everything too. So I think there's a good a good balance and everything. But you know, some people are fake and stuff, which is unfortunate. But you know, I don't know those people. <laughs> I get those people out of my life. <laughs> you shoo them away. Yes, goodbye. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and that, protecting your energy, right? So it, that's good to bring up, like the balance, because you're a flight nurse, um, and you know, just even with my job I we give a lot of energy you to do. these people yeah. you take on a lot of heavy shit mm-hmm. and you know being a personal trainer I have clients it ends up being a therapy session for them when we're one-on-one yeah and you know during the pandemic I was doing a lot of virtuals and I was keeping people alive essentially because it was hard people were trapped and they needed to move their body and I was so thankful I mean honestly I came out of the pandemic a lot better than probably most people just from like a job standpoint because I was trained I mean I was booked um 
but I would not take time for myself to breathe. Um, I was giving all my energy out and I wasn't getting anything back necessarily. And so I would go for a solid two weeks and then I would like need three days to just shut down and just stop. And that was too much. So just having that balance and making sure you're taking moments to be by yourself and doing something happy, journaling, um, you know, I like to color. So, you know, something I learned when I was hospitalized, like doing puzzles or get busting out a coloring book and just focusing on something. And yeah. I mean, if you don't want to run or do exercise in that particular moment, I mean, do something that is an activity that you can shut off your brain. Yeah. Something for yourself yeah. every day. Mm-hmm. Because again, this is always said, but it's very necessary. If we don't take care of ourselves, we're not going to be able to show up for our kids or for our friends or for our family. Um, and so we just have to uh, keep talking about it, keep the communication up and making it normal because life is hard. It is so difficult. And that's why a lot of people, um, you know, look at suicide as the way out. And you know what, maybe that is something, and I'm not saying, yeah, like suicide's okay, but that is something that their mind has decided Mm -hmm. and that's okay. That happens. And you know, it's hard to deal with, but it's, it's understandable because there's just, it's a lot. Yeah. There's a lot of stress and everything, Mm -hmm. but it's good. Um, stay active, talk to people, have that time for yourself every day, even if it's just like 10 minutes, Yeah, you know, have that little time. And if you can't make 10 minutes for yourself, I mean, what are you doing? Yeah. Do it. Look at your priorities. Just do it. First thing. First thing when you wake up. (laughs) Yeah. Well, thank you, Molly, for coming on our show again. Yeah, thank you. This was awesome. And of course, you know, if you want to know more about the Denton Spin Co., it is located at 608 East Hickory Street, suite number 120. Uh, We're uh, right off the Denton Square um, downtown. First two classes are free. Um, When you make an account, we have an app, Denton Spin Company. Um, two free classes are already put into your account once you um, sign up. And, yeah. Yeah, awesome. They're across the street from the police department. <laughs> Nathan knows where that is. <laughs> I do. I yeah. do. I've had to go there to get permits to pass out flyers. Oh, <laughs> sure. Yes, that is why. I haven't been arrested in Denton. <laughs> <laughs> Yet. <laughs> Yet. Well, thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you next time. Yeah.